0: How is it that there are independent musicians out there who have no ties to any big record labels or financial backing, able to get their music heard by millions of people and live out their dreams of being full-time musicians? That's the question, and on this podcast, we will discover the answers together. I'm Leezy the Gifted, and this is the Music Mastery Podcast. What's going on everybody you're tuned into another episode of the music mastery podcast with your host Lizzie the gifted and I've got such a special Treat for everybody today. We are going to be talking to one of the most talented singers I've ever had the pleasure of coming across we networked on Instagram um, She was just on the voice. We will talk more about that later in the episode. So i'm super pumped uh, Help me in welcoming peyton lamar What is going on? How are you Peyton?
1: Good. I'm really good. I've been on cloud nine for like the past few months, but um, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you. So we'll, we'll talk about the voice, uh, I guess a little bit later. I want to hear a little bit about your background though. First, like, how was it like, what was it like for you growing up? Were you in a musical family? Like, how did you get into music?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, there is no music in my family. Nobody is musically uh talented. That sounds terrible. Yeah. But, um, so mean, wow. That, yeah, that sounds so terrible. Um, I mean, we just would casually sing, um, and um always loved like going to karaoke nights and stuff with my family, but um the performing kind of came from my dad. He was a professional ballroom dancer who like would travel the world and whoa cool yeah, at all these like Fred Astaire studios and um so he's very much a performer um and so I got a lot of that from him and then uh I just loved to sing so I mean when I was uh, in school like my I had my little journal but it ended up turning into like a lyric journal and then uh-huh. I would start writing songs and like the first and second grade and it just built from there. So very young.
0: That's very, so what you do, I mean, your dad did ballroom dancing. Like that's, it's not music <laughs> making, but it was involved in like, you know, the arts, like for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, super cool. Um, in the living room he would always like teach us how to like count the music and, um, right. like teach us all these steps. But I was like, I'll just sing the song and you go ahead and dance. So <laughs> very funny. Yeah yeah
0: very cool yeah so it's kind of funny because like when I grew up like I grew up playing basketball and all that and like oh cool I kind of like listened to rap a little but I, I mean I was so young I didn't know but then my mom put me into hip-hop dance classes and so like yes, I no yeah mom. yeah so yeah right because she's a my mom dances like she does jazz like hip-hop now she's a Zumba instructor uh all that stuff Get right in so, on one
1: of those classes I'll take a dance class <laughs>
0: Oh my God, you'll be better than me. I'm, I suck at Zumba. So yeah. I love um, that you
1: tried. Like, that's amazing.
0: Well, of course I got to try it. My <laughs> mom, you know? Anyway, so,
1: mom.
0: yeah. So I mean, I, similar where like, that's, that was my first introduction to music. Hip hop was like, I kind of got that rhythm. So that's um, cool that your dad, that's really cool. What did your mom do?
1: Um, my mom, the only like music that like, well, she's a teacher, but like, Growing up at night, she would just always sing us to sleep. The Do you know Jewel? Um, Uh, What song did she sing? I hear the clock at 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. So always would sing us to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, but she ended up getting her doctorate and is now like, I don't know, a doctor of education. And so Mm. she's killing it now. I'm so inspired by her.
0: Amazing. Shout out to moms, right?
1: Gosh, moms.
0: Yeah. So very cool. So how did you get into music? When was your first like experience with music?
1: Um, Church and singing Jesus music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My grandma would drag us to Baptist church on Sunday mornings. And then she was like, this is it, Peyton. You're going to start singing in the choir. And so I started singing and then um, some mornings I would lead. Um, that's where it kind of like started initially. Um, but at home, when I would get home, I would, we always had like one of those big VHS recorders Mm -hmm. and so we would just like reenact these talent shows in our living room so we'd all get dressed up and we'd take turns like recording music videos and so I loved it I was I have so many videos of us like acting a fool in our living room trying to pull off some Christina Aguilera performance and very cool making it work yeah um that's awesome yeah and then ended up going into um like doing talent shows in school um and then did my first big competition oh was it in lake city florida and okay. i won like a thousand dollar prize Whoa! Yeah. Cool. I, like, I think i was like 16 or something yeah so it was awesome and then from there i was like okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep going for it i'm gonna figure out how to get my own music, figure out how to um, write my own songs professionally, get them done, get them produced and pushed out. So just been really working towards that.
0: Nice, awesome. Like wh- where who did you who did you grow up listening to? Um, who are some of your musical influences?
1: Um, growing up, I mean, I loved I loved these big voices like um, I loved Christina, I loved Kelly Clarkson, I loved. Um, Jesse J, um, all these super pop artists. Yeah. Um, but then I, once I got a little bit older, I fell in love with these soul artists. Mm. So, um, got really into Aretha Franklin. Um, really into Alicia Keys. Loved singing her stuff. So, somewhere in between pop and R and B slash soul, like mixing yeah. those together. Etta James, like oh.
0: Loved it right and you're you're where are you from you're from nashville is that right
1: uh no i'm actually from jacksonville florida and then gotcha uh, yeah we live in nashville now
0: got it so you're from florida live in nashville now are you like what's like so i'm from california okay and i i've never i've never been in nashville um you know i live in the bay area near san francisco so like there's a definitely in in the bay area we have a certain kind of music scene and like in la in LA, it's 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 LA. So there's like yeah. big time industry stuff going on. But you know, one of my friends who's a music producer, Corey, I said, hey, like, when you like, where do you eventually want to live one day? You know, he's like, oh, I want to move to Nashville. You know, and I was like, well, what's going on in Nashville? Like, you know, I know there's country music, and he's like, yeah, but it's there's not just country music. Like, it's a whole nother yeah vibe, and I, I I've, I've never been. So. I don't know, break it down for me a little, like what's, what's going on in Nashville, like musically and just in general?
1: Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, Corey's on it. It takes a second. We first moved here and I was like, man, like this is the country market. Like this is where all the country artists, all the country songwriters come. Um, but once I like figured out and tapped into the pop scene here in Nashville, it's massive and it's like thriving. Um, I think mm. it's just the stereotype of Nashville. But, um, man, as soon as I figured out who are, who are the pop artists and who are the pop writers and producers in town. Um, and a big part of that came when I did the Key West Songwriters Festival. I don't mm. know if you know about that, but I, no. went, um, I went down to the Keys and played. And everybody from Nashville, so many artists from Nashville go to play there of course it didn't happen this year but last year and then um i just got connected with so many other pop artists pop writers um who are signed and like just killing it and um so yeah it just takes a second to figure out who those people are and then where the like where the events are happening there's this round that some of these like um publishers would put together of just pop artists um pop rounds or like pop nights and so it's a scene that I'm like all right I feel like it's it's at the beginning stages but could be really could have a lot of potential so I'm just glad to be here right now
0: very interesting okay <laughs> so that that that's so great okay well let me ask you this how did you let's jump jump subjects for a minute and yeah. I want to hear more about this but how did you end up like when you got on to the voice like talk about like that whole process like what was that like
1: yeah so um The Voice was putting on this open mic earlier this year, or uh, late last year, this open mic. They've been doing these, like, gigs downtown Nashville um, at these live music venues, and so I was like, oh my gosh, like, that'd be so cool. Um, I don't really play out live because I was, like, nervous, and we just moved here, and I was like, this is the country scene. I can't just go out there and play pop music, but when I saw The Voice was putting on an open mic, I was like, I can do that. Like, that's comfy, like it's not like Ol' red is putting on some country show. It's, um, just the voice. So anything's open. So mm-hmm. I submitted a video and they contacted me and they're like, Hey, we don't want you to come and do the open mic. We want you to come and audition. I was like, uh, okay. Like that right. be cool too. Um, so yeah, I ended up going to this private audition. Um, and they had me come in, sing a few songs. And, and like, since then it just, it just went up from there, so it was just crazy because there have been times where I like stood in those hour-long lines, you know, like going mm-hmm. to audition and try out for these kinds of shows. I mean, just like one time where I submit a video for an open mic, they're like, "Hey, actually, come audition." So, wow, crazy.
2: What What
0: was it? What did it feel like?
1: I was so excited. I was like. I was like, I have tried so hard. And you mean to tell me that this is how easy it's supposed to be? And I was like, man, I wish I would have known. Like, it's crazy how you'll like turn your head uh, like towards an opportunity just because you think like that's not what you really want. But you have no idea what doors open through just that one opportunity. So I just had no clue. So I was just kind of like shocked um, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to give up auditioning because it takes so much like you stand in line for hours and then you just have. Like 30 seconds to sing, and then you go home. And sometimes you drive for hours to get there. So, um, I was so Mm. excited, yeah, yeah.
0: I feel that. Oh, that's that you know, you really painted a good picture because you're like driving, like, whatever, three, four hours, then you're like waiting in line, and like you get up, you have 30 seconds, and then you're out.
1: So, it it was more natural, it kind of was like I felt more comfortable because. I was like, man, if I don't get this open mic gig, then that's okay. Like, I can totally jump on another one. Um, So I was more calm and and felt like it was more of a comforting space because there wasn't so much pressure built up before that, like, 30 seconds of auditioning, you know? Right. Very natural.
0: Very interesting. Yeah. So so it's so funny what you bring up, like, how – that's something I discovered this year was that things – I mean, there's obviously hard work you have to put in, but certain things like making certain connections aren't as hard as we make them out to be because there's literally human beings on the other side of what we see, like, um, yeah, you know, and 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 so I, it's so in, like I'm talking to somebody who's been on the voice, but you're like a normal ass person, and it's like, oh, that's actually cool. Like everybody has their own experiences, but at the end of the day, we're all people, and yes. we're all I love that.
1: I love that. To me it was like that's impossible. Like people who get on the voice, they're like, they're not real. Like those people, I don't know. Those those Right. People, I totally had, feel they knew somebody who knew somebody. So to actually right. be able to say like, Yes, I actually auditioned and I mean, even though I didn't stand on the line or whatever, but still like there people are people, and even when I got to l a and I started meeting the people behind the scenes, I love them even more because I mean if you like i don't know if you don't look at it as like if you don't look at it that way, if you don't look at it as like people are just people, you know, then mm-hmm. you're like putting too much pressure on the whole experience and you're overthinking everything, and then you're almost like you're missing out on opportunities to connect with others because. Just so worried about like what people are thinking of you, but really everybody just wants to connect, and we did. When we got out to LA, everybody got so close.
0: So Yeah. yeah,
1: that's
0: so that's so real. What you said, like everybody just we all just want to connect, and like we're all into music, or or maybe you could be in a different space. You might be in the personal fitness space, and like I don't know how it is in that space. I'm just saying, like people are just like I know in music we're all trying to connect, and I know like. I'm in like this like rap hip hop thing where it's got this weird facade where it's like competitive. Yeah. But like, it's not like, it seems like it's competitive and like a lot of rappers feel like they need to act competitive when it's really like, you don't actually have to do that. Like you can actually collab with everybody. Yes. Yeah. You know, people on love, everything.
1: Yeah. Like people love the work with people like creatives love creative people. So no matter right. what space it is. So that's something that I definitely, like, I definitely learned from being on The Voice. I mean, mm-hmm. especially because so many artists live here, you know, in right. It's been crazy.
0: Talk about, like, okay, I don't really, like, watch TV. Like, I don't really watch The Voice. Like, and some people might not know how it works. How does The it's Voice okay. work? Like, what are the rules? Like, break yeah. it down for people.
1: Um. Yeah, so the first round is blind. So, basically, you have, like, 90 seconds to sing a song with four tears turned around. Um. And with four judges, of course, like this season, it was Blake Shelton, John Legend, Gwen Stefani and Kelly Clarkson. And so um, in the first round, each coach kind of has a chance to block another coach. So let's say like um, both John and Kelly hear a really awesome soul singer. And then John wants to block Kelly, but they both turn their button. Then John's the initial guy who gets to work with the artist. Um, so those are kind of the blind audition rules Um, but after you make blinds then you go to battle rounds and battle rounds is where um, you go up against another artist and there's three options you you get like picked by the coach and you stay you get saved by the coach and you stay or you get stolen by another coach so you get picked which happens each time Um, but if a coach picks one artist, then he has the option to save the other, but you only get one save and you only get one steal. So there's that battle round. So, um, yeah, that's kind of as that's how far I made it. Um, and what's crazy is cause they, um, they showed my battle round the first night and, um, we actually went like the last night of battles, like recording, so all the coaches already used their saves and all their steals. So it looked like so many people commented and were like, why weren't you saved? Why didn't somebody steal you? What was going on? This makes no sense or whatever. And I was like, thank you guys so much. But all of them were used up. So there was like no chance, even though it didn't look like that on TV. But mm. um, yeah, I'm still super grateful for, for the whole experience. Man. Right. It's insane. Yeah,
0: and, and you got picked by Blake Shelton right
1: yeah yeah like
0: that's and crazy
1: second Blake Shelton turned on the blind so excited that was my blind yeah wow. I hit my la- I was singing my last note and I was like I'm going home like this is it thank you so much for having me and really like you don't hear the buttons like turn around you don't hear that you just have to see it so I'm singing my last note and like closing my eyes and I was like alright going home and I hear Blake say, "I got it." And I was like, I looked, and then I saw his chair like turn around. I was like, "This is not."
0: Ooh, I'm getting emotional ah, listening really, to this. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: It was, it was so intense. damn that's lit,
0: man. That's crazy. Hey, so 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 he worked with you, like he vocal coached you.
1: Um. So there's um, there's vocal coaches that help artists like weekly, kind of that are like assigned to you, um, and then we kind of get like a one-on-one session with our main coach um, before our next performance. So, yeah, but they really, man, the voice production team has got it going on because every person that works there is amazing. Every vocal coach that we got to work with was insane. Um, And then we also got to work with like stage performance coaches who helped us kind of map out, how we were going to perform our song, which totally like went out the window as soon as we got on stage. Um, but yeah, it was still, everybody was amazing.
0: That's crazy. Amazing. What a great, that, like that story is so inspirational. I love, I love that. I love that. Um, so, so tell me this, like, so, so now you've got the rest of your music career ahead of you. Like, I want to know what, how do you approach music? What is it that you, I mean, I'm just so curious as to like your creative mind, like with, how you make yeah. songs.
1: Yeah. Um, this is really cool because um, there is like no one cookie cutter way to do it. Um, right. Especially, I don't, so I'm kind of having a ton of fun with how I get to do it because I feel like if, if I were with a label, I would be, I would be told kind of what songs to sing, how to sing it and what to look like and like mm. all this stuff. So I'm like, you know what, let me just have as much fun as I can and get as creative as I can with, with, all these endless possibilities of putting out music. So um, that's what I've been doing. Um, When I'm I'm creating any kind of song, like, man, melodies usually come first. Um, But lately, I'll be honest, lately, like I'll like open up my notes app and all the lyrics just like come, all the lyrics, just like the whole story gets mapped out. There's no music, there's no melody there's just like little rhymes and things that i hear in my head and then i'll I'll like bring it to a producer i'll be like all right i have this idea i think this could be really really cool and this just happened recently and i was like i have no idea what's about to happen but um he ended up putting music behind it and then all the melodies just kind of came and just like man music is magical sometimes when it just comes together like that and you have a studio session that's just like seamless and a ton of fun to where you're like dancing to your demo at the end of the session that's like that's one of the best that's what i live for like when the demo sessions are good you know the world is gonna like take it and love it or at least you hope so if not then your reward is like wow i love this song i'm super stoked about it doesn't matter if anybody likes it or not so yes yeah yeah it's different every time
0: i love that you know it's funny like so i uh the way i feel about music like when i'm making it is like i just feel like it's ultimate freedom like that's the way i feel like i feel like this is you know and it's so weird because in our society we're about to maybe we'll get hella deep right now But like in society like we're so we're money focused like and i care about money too i'm a big i i love money you know but i feel like i'm starting to realize the things in life that are like gonna offer me uh uh, the most fulfilling life and it's like yeah. not just going to be money and i've realized like when i'm here doing music like on my keyboard or on my piano uh or whatever recording vocals like it just it just feels like ultimate like i'm free like there's and there's nothing else that is important at that moment yeah. you know what i mean
1: i saw a tweet the other day and it was like would you rather be famous for what you do or make a living from what you do and i was mm-hmm. like oh like let me sit on that for a second that's a I tough one well known or would I rather like make a living? And part of me was just like, man, I'd rather I'd rather make a living. Like to be able to do what I love and people love it enough that it supports me Mm -hmm. financially so that I can have the freedom to like do whatever I want in life, then that's that's the goal. Like if you can make a living off of doing what you love, like and I know some people take that and they put a lot of pressure on it. They're like, don't put money on what you love to do because that's like, that's where things get iffy. And then you're too tied to money and you make things you don't want to make. And I don't think that's the case. Like, I think you're loving your mindset, you know, like if people support you, then continue to like do what you love to do and they'll continue to support you. you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, that's a tough question, but. To that's a know,
0: really good, that's a good uh, qu- That's a really good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I saw that tweet and I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Make a
0: living for sure. I mean, the way the way I see that is like, fame is for other people. Like you being known has is like you're rewarding other people. But like the money is you're rewarding yourself. So you know what I mean. Like that's the way I that's the way I look at money too. By the way, like because it's it's hard because you you have like you have like impact. Like you want to make an impact on people with your music and inspire people and change their life, and then you want to make money. But it's so it's like that i think that's why people get so like convoluted with like like what you said like people will say like don't let money get involved but it's like well how am i supposed to, i don't know it, i don't even want to get into the whole money thing cuz it's oh, like I how am i that. supposed to how am i supposed to eat how am i supposed to live how am i supposed to put clothes on
1: yeah. without
0: money like what are you talking about you know what i mean and yeah. if i have to
1: <laughs> i've had this conversation so many times like like when I was in, oh my gosh, I was in middle school. The money, the money conversation has to be had. Like, yeah, it's a huge thing. It's what makes things happen. Without money, you don't really have music. Kind of. Right. I mean, of course, you can like make music and stuff, but <laughs> you're gonna have to get a MIDI keyboard with some speakers, and like to produce your own stuff. Um, but pay a producer. Um, but yeah, I I was in like middle school, and somebody, my teacher was like does money buy you happiness? And I sat there and I was like, but wait, like money buys me like fruity pebbles. And I like that. Like, ah, up, I like that a lot. I love that. So, and that's a lot of happiness for me right there. So right. just over the years, I'm, I've just like realized the value of, not that it's like the core of happiness. Cause that is not true. Um, Cause you really gotta like, you gotta be grounded, but like, man, Financial freedom is goals, you know, because then there's endless possibilities and collaborating with other artists, making music, and any kind of producer that you want, you know, like crazy. And no, then- that's
0: real. That's real. Yeah, and it's it's like it, the thing is like the real the here's the reality too. Like if if you love music, which we do, everybody listening to this podcast is like a musician or a music person. Yeah. If you love music and like that's all you want to do with your life. Yeah. If you're not having money come in from music, you have to go spend your time doing something you really don't want to do to make money. Yes. And then you're not getting to work on music. So to me, that's where I see money being something that is I just think money's a tool and I think money's like a resource to really do what you want, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's a huge conversation especially as like like I'm an artist who does not make a full-time living off of music right now. So of course like I I still have my other creative outlets which is cool like anybody who's creative and is an artist like when you're getting started you still have to like bring in an income so for me it's like creating videos for other artists which ends up like turning into like collaborations or um, it gives me knowledge to like put that kind of production towards my own single or my own song so um yeah there's always always ways to make money but ultimately man like something happens with music and then people love it so much that they do end up buying your music supporting you buying your merch like that's that's end goal for me for sure
0: right yeah I it's, the, it's the end goal for everybody i a musician i think you know and like yeah. um what do you think about what's going on right now with the fact that there's no concerts and there's no tours? I mean, how do you look at your music career? Do you look at your music career differently because of that?
1: Um, it's kind of like, that's a good question because I'm, I feel like I'm just getting started with like launching things as an artist without playing out. <laughs> and so what I'm realizing is the biggest avenue for any artist is not For any beginning artist is not live shows, like it's your social media. It's Mm. it's your following. It's it's the videos that you can create and the connections that you can make. Oh shoot, did that just rhyme? (laughs) The connections that you can make online, you know what I mean? Right. So it's all about networking with people because it's almost to me in my mind, I I I don't play out live and I, I I am so excited to do that eventually in my life, but like What is stopping me from connecting with everybody on TikTok with like a 30 second video sitting in my room? Nothing. Mm. And it's crazy the reach that you can get with these platforms, you know, like Mm. your own original stuff and like put it out there and see how they take it. And then it's like, it's out there. Like people can watch it as much as they want. And it'll, it's helping me as an artist, you know, it's not limiting me to keep things online um so yeah i mean i think artists make good money from shows which um is something that is amazing Mm -hmm. um and i'm I'm able to book a couple shows in i think we're doing like a little mini christmas tour type thing um in a couple venues that are starting to open up so that's awesome but the only benefit of that is like it's it's going to be able to like get me through the holidays um just with a couple shows which is amazing but the outreach isn't isn't like massive you know so mm-hmm. i don't know i think like it's okay like put your stuff online and see where it goes youtube is a huge platform facebook things go viral so quick tiktok is just taking off things aren't limited there like it's crazy
0: no, yeah no i i agree i mean i i'm obviously you know i'm do I'm, i do the whole like marketing thing like i'm big on that and um
2: yeah.
0: What I what I've learned um just to give a little insight from from my perspective on what you're doing it, everything you're doing is great like you have potential to you know you have potential to 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 reach a higher platform cuz you're hella talented and there's just not that many really well, there are there are a lot of talented people but you know the it time. gets <laughs> yeah it gets dwindled down though to the people who are really talented and you're up in that to me that category of you're actually very good um and just to give you some insight on stuff that I've learned, like, get a bit quality. Um,
1: I'm ready. No, yeah, I
0: want to. I want to. Yeah. So, like, with like marketing and stuff like that. Um. So step out of the music world for a second, and let's just talk like just regular business, like outside of it. Hit me. Um. You know what? What you're what what you're trying to do as a business is you're trying to basically what we call it is like own the traffic. Like you want to own it, and so. um, you want to acquire the chance to basically reach somebody directly with no barriers. And and the best way to do that right now, the two best ways to do that are email and right now SMS text message marketing. That's something that's like, I have no experience with it, but it's on the come up. And I've heard from successful music entrepreneurs right now that are using it that are like, this is boosting me, but I haven't gone into it. But essentially it's those kinds of channels You know, email marketing is still the main one. And so, you know, the question then for us as musicians that now back to the music space becomes, well, how do you grow an email list? Like that's the thing, right? When you're a business or an online entrepreneur, what you do is you, you know, you give somebody something for free in exchange, they give you their email address they get that thing that you promised them and then you email them and you, you, you nurture that relationship with them. And then you continue to make them feel good about connecting with you. And then eventually you pitch them some kind of a product, something lined up with what they need. Right. And so,
2: um,
0: as a music producer, like I make beats, so that's what I do. And I, my, 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 the thing that I give people for free lead magnet is what that's called is I say, Hey, you want 15 free beats? Like you're a rapper. I know they're rappers. Cause I, I target them. I use Facebook advertising and I make yeah. sure I target rappers. I'm like, yo, you're a rapper. I'm a producer. You need beats. I got them for free. Click below. You'll get 15 free beats. Boom. You know? And then I get people to come onto the email list. After that, I'm pitching them like a, like a little bundle of like, here's yeah. a bunch of beats and here's some free stuff uh, and included with it. And it's like, whatever, 30 bucks or whatever. It's like super cheap. Um, and that's kind of the way that I've grown as a, as a producer. I'm trying now to take that concept as an artist because it's way harder. Like, how do I get someone to give me their email for free? Uh, or, or I'm sorry, give me their email and I give them something for free. Like, what would they want from me? And so the way I've looked at what what I've studied is if you get someone to fall in love with you through videos, maybe some behind the scenes stuff. Yeah then you then they then they see that there's an opportunity to get on your email list they'll be like oh yeah I remember that guy I remember that girl like I saw her videos or I saw his whatever I really like them oh get on their email list I can keep in touch cool like that's the kind of philosophy of it all um yeah that's like the bird's eye view like it gets really like once you dig your hands into the the weeds it's freaking extensive yeah. but you know um yeah I kind of just ranted I just wanted to throw that info at you because I know well, we talked not- about marketing and stuff. So um yeah, keep that stuff in mind, like when you're looking out for like marketing and stuff, like the reason I said all that was we were talking about social media, right? Yeah. And people get really caught up on social media because it seems like that's the way to grow and it and it's a Instagram is a channel, YouTube is a channel, like these are yeah. ways to get traffic, but the problem is that a lot of artists get so like we get so involved with those numbers and then we yeah. stop and it's like. It's, we 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 stop. We we're like okay, good. We got the YouTube. Now what? And it's like you're missing this. It'd be like literally building the outside of a house, and then like inside, like there's no walls. There's no like, there's no walls. There's no toilet. There's no sink. There's no refrigerator. Couch. It's just like the outside of a house. That's like social media is the outside, you know. And like once you get inside, what is there? Or it would be like if a fan walked up to the house. There's no door. That's even more of what it's like. You can't even get in the house. So your YouTube channel isn't even your house that's YouTube's house and same with Facebook and Instagram that's owned by Mark Zuckerberg. We need to own people's email addresses, bring them into our house and be like, Hey, come sit on the couch. Let's watch a movie. Let me serve you some tea and coffee. Like that's your email list. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I just want you to start thinking about that stuff. Like I'm trying to tell artists about that as much as I can. and like, I know it's super overwhelming. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just so many easy ways to like set that kind of stuff up. Like, for instance, like I set my website up on Wix Mm -hmm. um, forever ago, and there's just so many like connections through like Zapier or something to throw in like MailChimp or some kind of outsourced email campaign that you can go ahead and set up. So, for instance, like I've got this like Christmas EP coming out, um, and I've like set up, I've got to launch it, but I'm putting together like little things that I won't put out on social media, you know, to like the real OG fans, you know what I'm so saying? So smart. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, man, you got to hit it all because you can't, you can't like do one without the other. So I'm, I'm always like, if, if you have the time, cause first of all, content, like takes so much time creating a website takes so much time. Like, mm you creating an email campaign connecting and responding to these people like that's what they want they want to know that like you're real that like you're you're in the scene and you're you're available to the fans you know
2: yeah
1: um so anything man you take it and you go with it i listen to like a ton of Gary B and like um listening to what is it the one million followers book or
0: oh okay i got that book too yep Mm -hmm.
1: so um you just you just have to be always on your toes with like Mm. things that are changing and things that are new in the whole market like you have to be on your toes and and adapt with how everybody else is adapting so um yeah i love that that's super helpful so thank you yeah i need to yeah no doubt no doubt for sure
0: yeah so you're already it sounds like you're kind of already getting into the marketing stuff which you know you're already a few like a lot of steps ahead of a lot of artists and both of us are because we're like realizing you know we got the money thing down we get that right yeah. you got to get money uh yeah. you got to market right so what are uh let me let me just throw this last little question like what are some like create like what are some creative things that you see on the horizon for yourself in terms of like projects you want to do, whether it be video albums, collabs, like what are some things that you hope uh, that you want to do?
1: Man. So this, this EP that I'm going to put out this little Christmas EP is something that I'm super stoked about because it's like the first time I've ever like produced and cut and comped my own vocals. Oh, wow. um, so I had a ton of fun with that because we had to work kind of like virtually with this producer for a little bit. Um, and then I was able to get a bunch of other artists from The Voice together to do a Christmas mashup. So, Wow. Yeah. So I had a ton of fun putting this project together. Um, I have no idea how it's going to do because I'm like right. an artist coming out with nothing but like Christmas. <laughs> and it's kind right. of a weird season that I'm in. But um it to me it was like okay what what are the times right now i just was on the voice i'm not i'm in i'm like bound to this contract december 1st Uh i don't really want to put out any kind of original music so what's something like fun and creative i could do um so once i got back and a bunch of artists came back from the show i was like let's get together and like do this um so I'm, i'm super excited to put that out um especially these YouTube videos. I'm stoked to see like how they do. Um, But if anything, they were super fun to put together. And then for sure, like 2021, putting out my own original music, which is like one of the biggest steps I'll ever take. Singing Christmas is easy. Like putting out a Christmas like project is simple to me in my mind. People already love the music. Like it's not really risky putting out my own stuff is so scary and so risky, Uh, but like I'm so ready to cross that line and just like go for it and just see what people, people like. And like, I have no, I don't have a yes or no from the audience yet, which is a safe space to be in. People already say yes to Christmas music, but when you put your own stuff out, like the, the thing that an artist needs to realize is, is this a yes? Or is it a no? Do people like it or do they not? And if you don't ever like take that step, then you can stay in the safe space or you can just risk it and like let, let your music go and see what happens. So
0: I'm
1: stoked to do that. And January is that time. So let's see. Let's see.
0: That's amazing. Very cool. So before you sign off, like where can people find you? Where, when, and where can they hear this, this Christmas album? Where's the best place to stay connected with you?
1: yeah um for sure stay connected with me on instagram at um payton lamar p-a-y-t-o-n l-a-m-a-r and like kendrick we related <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that ballroom dancing by the way you got like the band <laughs> with the dance moves like i love it.
1: um yeah i mean if you find like that's my name on every platform you you find the yellow shirt and that's me so um yeah and then my Christmas EP is, of course, going to be like any streaming platform, um, but for sure follow or subscribe to my YouTube channel because that's where all the like meat of the content is going to be that I'm stoked to put out. So, yeah, that's, that's everything. I'm excited. So, awesome. Thank you so about, much, please. Yeah, how
0: about your website? You have a website too, right?
1: Yeah, PeytonLamar.com.
0: Perfect, guys. Go that. visit PeytonLamar.com. Go follow Peyton on Instagram. Shoot her a DM. Say, hey, love okay. the interview you did with Leazy or whatever. And go Lazy. check out the Christmas EP when it yeah. comes out. Um, yeah, Peyton, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Appreciate having you. Um, it's been awesome getting to know you in chat today. So thanks a lot.
1: Thank you so much. I learned a lot from you. You're awesome. Thank
0: you. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, I learned a lot from you today, too. So thank you so much. Hey, hey, hey. Get that. Get that. Jump shot. What that? Those boost. No rules, shut that, no boo Get that, bet that, jump shot, what that? Those moves, no rules, shut that, no boo